Hi there, and welcome to 45 RPM, music of the 40s and 50s. I'm Sam Waldron, and in this hour, we're going to explore three different themes. I'm calling this show Three in One, and there's no extra charge. We'll start by focusing for about 20 minutes on the phenomenon of ghost singers. These are people who were paid to provide the musical vocals for movie stars, and were told they could never reveal what they were doing. Of course, you can imagine how successful that was. Then we'll learn about a guy named Randy Wood. Wood started Dot Records in the early 1950s, and he incubated a lot of musical talent there. And third, we'll focus on a radio show out of Chicago that spawned a lot of old-time country singers and gave Nashville's Grand Old Opry some pretty fierce competition. Well, let's get started with the topic of ghost singers. If you're making a movie like The Sound of Music, and you've got a terrific lead actor who isn't much of a singer, what do you do? Well, it didn't take Hollywood very long to figure out the answer. You hire somebody to provide the vocal singing parts, and you let the audience think the actor is doing the singing. That sounds pretty simple, but as we're going to see, it can get more complicated. Probably the most famous ghost singer of the mid-20th century was Marnie Nixon, and one of the most successful musicals of that era was West Side Story. There were two leading actors, and each one of them had a ghost singer. Natalie Wood played the role of Maria, and Marnie Nixon did the singing parts for her. Richard Boehmer played the part of Tony, but his singing voice came from a ghost singer named Jimmy Bryant. One of the most notable songs in that movie was called Tonight, sung by Maria and Tony. So here it is from the soundtrack with two ghost singers. Imagine being afraid of you. You see? I see you. Oh, Maria, see only me. Only you. You're the only thing I'll see forever. In my eyes, in my words, and in everything I do. Nothing else but you ever. And there's nothing for me but Maria. Every sight that I see is Maria. Tony, Tony. Always you, every thought I'll ever know. Everywhere I go, you'll be all the ones all began tonight I saw you and the world went away Tonight, tonight There's only you tonight What you are, what you do, what you say Today, all day, I had the feeling A miracle would happen I know now I was right For here you are And what was just a world is a storm
Tonight, tonight, the world is wild and bright, going mad, shooting sparks into space. Today, the world was just an address, a place for me to live in, no better than all right. But here you are, and what was just a world is a star tonight. Tonight, from the 1961 movie West Side Story, Jimmy Bryant was the ghost singer for Tony and Marty Nixon the ghost singer for Maria. Nixon sang for numerous stars in numerous movies, and when she passed away in 2016, CBS Radio broadcast this. Marnie Nixon died last weekend. Scott Pelley tells us Nixon was perhaps the greatest unsung performer in Hollywood history. Shall we dance? One, two, three. In The King and I, the audience saw Deborah Kerr, but heard Marnie Nixon. I could have danced all night. Years later, she told our Charles Osgood that 20th Century Fox had paid her $420 and told her to keep quiet. They said that if anyone ever knew that I did any part, any part of the dubbing, that they would see to it that I wouldn't work in town again. Can you imagine? I was scared to death. She kept her secret. I feel pretty, oh so pretty. And dubbed for Natalie Wood in West Side Story. And when the studio didn't like Audrey Hepburn's vocal in My Fair Lady, They brought in the real talent. I could have danced, danced, danced. If we listen to these tracks that you have done, are we hearing the same person? Is this Marnie Nixon, or is it different for each actress that you? That you're well, in? it's all Marnie Nixon. The whole job of really doing a good dubbing job is, if you don't detect that there's any timbre or any difference in pronunciation, that it looks like it's the actress. Getting to know you. Getting to know all about you. That required hours of study and collaboration, ideally with the performer's cooperation, as was the case with Deborah Carr. I would actually stand next to her, side by side, just like another ghost image, watching her movement. We would go to the soundstage and we would record that with the orchestra. Then, when the actual filming of the scene came along, then she had to mouth to that track. Whenever I feel afraid, I hold my head erect. She introduced herself to America on To Tell the Truth in 1964. Will the real Marnie Nixon please stand up? My name is Marnie Nixon. Marnie Nixon died of cancer. She was 86. Well, that brief obituary contained just a few seconds of Marnie Nixon's soundtrack recording of Wouldn't It Be Loverly from the movie My Fair Lady. Nixon was the ghost singer for Audrey Hepburn in that movie. I found a recording of Hepburn herself singing this song, and I'd like to play an excerpt of her voice. Till spring crept over the windowsill. Someone said, resting on my knee, warm and tender as he can be. 
Okay, that's how Audrey Hepburn sounded with that song. The studio wasn't quite satisfied with that singing, so they brought in Marnie Nixon, and she sounded like this. on my knee warm and tender as he can be who takes good care of me oh wouldn't there be lovely 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 and that was what audiences heard when it looked like Audrey Hepburn was doing the singing and it was really ghost singer Marnie Nixon. Frankly, I think Hepburn's singing wasn't all that bad, but Nixon's was better, and for $420, the studio certainly got a deal. You're listening to 45 RPM, music of the 40s and 50s, and I'm your host, Sam Waldron. In this part of today's episode, we're focused on the phenomenon of ghost singers in movies. There's also a male ghost singer who showed up in My Fair Lady. His name was Bill Shirley, and he did the singing for an actor named Jeremy Brett, who played the character of Freddie Einsford Hill. I've watched this movie at least a dozen times, and I always think the actor is singing this song, but no, it's really Bill Shirley. Here's an excerpt from the movie soundtrack and the song On the Street Where You Live. this street before but the pavement always stayed beneath my feet before all at once am I several stories high knowing I'm on the street where you live are there lilac trees in the heart of town can you hear a lark in any other part of town? Does enchantment pour out of every door? No, it's just on the street where you live. And oh, the towering feeling just to know somehow you are near. That any second you may suddenly appear People stop and stare, they don't bother me For there's nowhere else on earth that I would rather be Let the time go by I won't care if I can be here Bill Shirley, ghost singing for Jeremy Brett in the movie My Fair Lady. In the 1958 motion picture South Pacific, the studio hired a ghost singer named Bill Lee to do the singing for actor John Carr, who played the part of Lieutenant Cable. 
When you watch that movie and come to the song Younger Than Springtime, you see John Carr pretending to sing. Well, heck, for all I know, he was singing. But you hear the voice of ghost singer Bill Lee. Younger than springtime, are you? Softer than starlight, are you? Warmer than winds of June are the gentle lips you gave me. Gayer than laughter, are you? Sweeter than music, are you? Angel and lover, heaven and earth, are you? Joy invade my arms and fill my heart as now they do. Then, younger than springtime, am I gayer than laughter? Am I angel and singer Bill Lee from the movie South Pacific. Probably the most famous song from South Pacific was called Some Enchanted Evening, and here again a ghost singer was involved. In the movie, actor Rosano Brazi appears to be doing the singing, but in fact the vocals are from a singer named Giorgio Tozzi. Instead of playing that for you, I'll share a couple of items of ghost singer trivia from a movie that's been loved by millions of people around the world, for more than half a century, The Sound of Music. Actor Christopher Plummer sings a song in that movie called Edelweiss, but actually the vocals come from ghost singer Bill Lee, who we heard a few minutes ago in Younger Than Springtime. And there's this. When The Sound of Music was filmed, Marty Nixon finally got to come out of the shadows and actually act and sing in a role for which she got credit as Sophia the Nun. It's interesting stuff, but even more interesting is the unusual case of a popular radio and TV hostess named Jane Froman. In 1952, 20th Century Fox made a movie telling Froman's life story. Actress Susan Hayward got to play Froman, but Froman had a very distinctive singing voice, and she got to do the singing for Hayward, sort of turning the idea of a ghost singer on its ear. 
While the audience sees Susan Hayward pretending to sing as Jane Froman, they're hearing the real Jane Froman's voice. The movie was called With a Song in My Heart, and here's the voice of Froman in the title song. Froman, 
using her voice to help actress Susan Hayward play the part of Froman in a 1952 movie. Have you got all that straight in your mind? Well, it just goes to show that when you watch a movie, there may be more going on than you realize. Now let's turn to our second theme today, a record producer and businessman named Randy Wood. Wood started Dot Records, and that became one of the most successful labels of the 50s and 60s. Wood was born in 1917. When he was just a kid, he started building radio sets, and this was when radio was still very new. After serving in the Army Air Forces in World War II, Wood opened a store selling electrical appliances and records about a half an hour north of Nashville, Tennessee. It didn't take very long before the appliances were gone, and the store became Randy's Record Shop, and soon it was the largest mail-order record shop in the world, with thousands of teenage customers. In 1950, Wood started Dot Records in Nashville, and honky-tonk pianist Johnny Maddox, who had been a clerk in Randy's Record Shop, cut the label's very first single record, called Crazy Bone Rag. Now, I couldn't find that exact recording, but I suspected it sounded a lot like this one, a live recording of Sue Keller playing Johnny Maddox's arrangement of the song at a ragtime festival on Cape Cod. Thank you. 
Sue Keller recreating the Crazy Bone Rag, the first single released by the brand new label Dot Records in 1950. That single, by the way, sold like hotcakes, much to the surprise of just about everybody involved. Randy Wood had an eagle eye for talent. One evening, he heard actress and dancer Gail Storm singing on a television show. He got her on the phone and had essentially signed her up before she even left her dressing room. She recorded I Hear You Knockin' in 1955, and it rose to number two on the Billboard Hot 100. You went away and left me long time ago. Now you come back knocking at my door. I hear you knocking, but you can't come in. I hear you knocking. Go back where you've been. I begged you not to go, but you said goodbye. Now you come back telling all those lies The day would come when you miss me so. record I Hear You Knockin'. Storm spent her early years in Houston. She was active in drama club in junior high school and high school. When she was 17, two of her teachers persuaded her to enter a talent contest in Hollywood. She won first prize and a contract with a movie studio. From 1940 through 1952, Storm appeared in 35 motion pictures, at one point sharing the stage with the Three Stooges. Many of these movies were low-budget films with titles you might or might not have ever heard of, like Swing Parade, Crime Smasher, G.I. Honeymoon, and The Underworld Story. But her acting talent carried her into the age of television, and she was the star of hundreds of episodes of two popular 1950s TV shows, My Little Margie and The Gale Storm Show. In her two years at Dot Records, Storm recorded half a dozen singles that were top ten hits, 
and she turned out to be a pretty good catch for Dot founder Randy Wood. Still ahead, we'll hear from three more artists that Wood attracted to his label, and we'll wrap up the hour with a segment on the long-running National Barn Dance Show broadcast from Chicago. I'm your host, Sam Waldron. We're focused right now on the record label called Dot Records, founded in 1950 by Randy Wood. Wood scored perhaps his biggest success when he signed up a young singer named Pat Boone. Boone wound up selling more records in the 50s than anybody except Elvis Presley. Pat Boone got his start by singing cover versions of rhythm and blues artists like Little Richard and Fats Domino, making their music more acceptable to mainstream white audiences. Boone's recording of Domino's Ain't That a Shame is a good example, a cover that was good for Fats Domino as well as Pat Boone. Boone was an English major, he'd studied at Columbia University, and he wanted to change the title in the lyrics to Isn't That a Shame? But Randy Wood vetoed that idea, and the result was this number one Billboard hit. You made me cry when you said goodbye, ain't that a shame? My tears fell like rain. said we'll part ain't that a shame my tears fell like rain ain't that a shame you're the one to blame farewell goodbye although I'll cry
That was Melody of Love, a big hit for Billy Vaughn and his orchestra. Vaughn was hired by Randy Wood to be music director of Dot Records. Vaughn helped Gail Storm write the song we heard her sing a few minutes ago, I Hear You Knockin'. Dot Records went on to record artists like Louis Armstrong, Lawrence Welk, Tab Hunter, Liberace, and Mickey Gilly. Wood reportedly told Lawrence Welk he'd never make it into the big time until he learned to make music that was more for listening than for dancing. Randy Wood liked to avoid recordings that he regarded as in bad taste, but in 1956, he released a recording by Nervous Norvis, and the record gave some entertaining, but pretty awful, advice to teenage drivers. It was called Transfusion. Tooling down the highway doing 79. I'm a twin pipe popper and I'm feeling fine. Hey man, dig that. Was that a red stop sign? Transfusion, transfusion. I'm just a solid mess of contusions. Never, never, never gonna speed again. Slip the blood to me, bud. I jump in my rod about a quarter to nine. I gotta make a date with that chick of mine. I cross the center line. Man, you gotta make time. Transfusion, oh man, I got the cotton-picking convolutions. I'm never, never, never gonna speed again. Shoot the juice to me, Bruce. My foot's on the throttle and it's made of lead, but I'm a fast-riding daddy with a real cool head. I'm a gonna pass a truck on the hill ahead. Transfusion, transfusion, my red corpse suckles are in mass confusion. Never, never, never gonna speed again. Pour the crimson in me, Jimson. I took a little drink and I'm a feeling right. I can fly right over everything, everything in sight. There's a slow poking cat, I'm gonna pass him on the right. Transfusion, I'm a real gone pale face, and that's no illusion. I'm a never, never, never gonna speed again. Pass the claret to me, Barrett. A rolling down the mountain on a rainy day. Oh, when you see me coming, better start to pray. I'm a cutting up the road and I'm the boss all the way. Transfusion, transfusion, oh doc, pardon me for this crazy intrusion, I'm never, never, never gonna speed again, pump the fluid in me, Louie, I'm burning up the freeway early this morning, I'm a-passing everybody, oh nothing but corn, man, out of my way, I don't drive with my horn. Transfusion, oh nurse, I'm gonna make a new resolution, I'm never, never, never gonna speed again. Put a gallon in me, Allen. Oh, barnyard drivers are found in two classes, line crowding hogs and speeding jackasses. So remember to slow down today. Hey, Daddy O, uh, make that type O, huh? That a boy. Nervous Norvis and Transfusion, one of many successful records produced by Randy Wood the founder of Dot Records. Wood sold that label to Paramount Pictures for $3 million in 1957 and then stayed on for another 10 years as president. Randy's record shop remained in business until 1991. I'm Sam Waldron, your host on 45 RPM, music of the 40s and 50s, and now we move on to the third segment of today's show. We're used to thinking about country music as more rural than urban, so we might not expect that a show called the National Barn Dance would originate in what was the country's second largest city, Chicago. 
This is the story of that show and some of the talent it incubated. In the 1930s and 40s, the National Barn Dance became one of country music's most popular radio programs. National Barn Dance went on the air in 1924 at Chicago radio station WLS. The call letters were chosen by Sears Roebuck, the station's owner, to stand for World's Largest Store. The Barn Dance was broadcast every Saturday night when the radio signal could reach millions of people in dozens of states. The show was made up of country music, hymns, corny jokes, and folk songs, and if that sounds like a recipe for Nashville's Grand Old Opry, it apparently was. The Grand Old Opry started broadcasting one year later with a very similar format. Gene Autry was a host and frequent guest on the National Barn Dance for four years, and he used the program to introduce the song that became his very first hit record. Here it is, That Silver-Haired Daddy of Mine. In a pine-covered shack in the mountains Bravely fighting the battle of time Is a dear one who's weathered life's sorrows Tis that silver-haired daddy of mine If I could recall all the heartache Dear old daddy, I've caused you to bear If I could erase those lines from your face And bring back the gold to your hair If God would but grant me the power Just to turn back the pages of time I'd give all I own if I could but atone to that silver-haired daddy of mine. You know, folks, I'd like to pay tribute to public hero number one. When you were a little shaver, your ideal wasn't Buffalo Bill or George Washington. Number one was your dad. He brought our dad's worry and sleepless nights in a thousand little ways. If God would but grant me the power just to turn back the pages of time, I'd give all I own if I could but atone to that silver-haired daddy of mine. Gene Autry and his first hit record, a song he wrote and recorded with railroad man named Jimmy Long. Next, I'm going to play a song you've undoubtedly heard before. It's been recorded by dozens of performers, including Elvis Presley, Hank Thompson, Willie Nelson, Ringo Starr, the Andrews Sisters, Eddie Arnold, Ricky Nelson, Al Martino. The song was written in 1944 and first introduced on the National Barn Dance Program, by Lulu Bell and Scotty Wiseman, who were nicknamed the Sweethearts of Country Music. Here's their recording. Once again 
end somehow. Have I told with all my heart and soul how I adore you? Well, darling, I'm telling you now. This heart would break in two if you refuse me. I'm no Bell and Scotty Wiseman, and have I told you lately that I love you? Lulu Bell, by the way, was voted the USA's favorite female radio star by readers of Radio Guide magazine in 1938. And now here's another national barn dance star, a singer with a different sound. Yes. 
Patsy, Montana, and I Want to Be a Cowboy's Sweetheart, the first million-selling record by any female country singer. Montana made her big-time debut on the weekly National Barn Dance Show in Chicago, where she continued performing until the 1950s. You're listening to 45 RPM, music of the 40s and 50s, and I'm your host, Sam Waldron. Right now, we're focused on the history and the music of that long-running radio program that was broadcast from Chicago for nearly 40 years. Another extremely popular singer who was often heard on the program was Red Foley, who's often credited with making country music in a way that city folks liked. Here's one of his most successful songs, a gospel number called Peace in the Valley. But I must go along Till the Lord will come and call Call me away, oh yes Well, the morning's so bright And the Lamb is the light And the night, night is as black as the sea oh yeah there will be peace in the valley for me No sadness, no sorrow, oh my Lord, no trouble, trouble I see. There will be peace in the valley for me. Changed, changed from this creature that I am, oh yeah. There will be peace in the valley for me someday. There will be peace in the valley for me, oh Lord, I pray.
They say a lover will get you at the age of 43. I'm not telling my age, but something got a hold of me. I'm just craving some loving in the old-fashioned way. Honey, lend an ear and listen to all I have to say. Why don't you haul off and love me one more time? Why don't you squeeze me until I'm turning blind? If you don't cuddle up and love me like I want you to do, don't haul off and die over you. Please don't change your mind For my lovesick heart's a throbbing As I hold you close to mine Bound to have a lot of loving Waiting for me on the line Why don't you haul off And love me one more time Why don't you squeeze me Until I'm turning blind If you don't cut love And love me like I want you to do I'm gonna haul off and called Why Don't You Haul Off and Love Me, sung by Bob Atcher, one of the most popular acts on the national barn dance from 1948 into the early 60s. But by the early 50s, things were changing. Black and white TV sets were taking more and more people away from their radios. Urban and suburban viewers and listeners were becoming more numerous than those in the farming communities, and national barn dance format was starting to seem like sort of a niche. In 1959, ABC bought radio station WLS and turned it into a top 40 rock and roll station and deliberately destroyed the station's entire library of national barn dance recordings. The magic was gone. Maybe it had just moved down south to Nashville. But the national barn dance helped define country music in the 20s, 30s, 40s, and even the 50s. And it helped lots of stars make it into the big time. We've covered a lot of ground this hour, Ghost Singers, Randy Wood and Dot Records, and Chicago's National Barn Dance. I'm Sam Waldron. From all of us here at 45 RPM, here's wishing you a good day, a good week, and so long for now.
and from Dot Records, we'll go out with another recording by music director Billy Vaughn and his orchestra. Thank you. 